This is No Halos Here, hosted by Jen Lang and Jane Stark, the place to inspire a change in your consciousness to elevate the world. We're two heart-centered business owners nourishing our inner rebels while growing our respective businesses. No Halos Here is the result of bringing together an opera singer turned spiritual mentor and a marketing professional turned well-being coach to meditate daily. Together, we unite physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual energies into a powerful presence to lead, heal, and inspire. We love exploring the shadowed edges of life, the universe, and beyond through honest and thought-provoking conversations. Let's dive in. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of No Halos Here with Jen Lang and Jane Stark. Hello. 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 So, (laughs) we have had like a wonderful conversation already today, and I already also shared a presentation this morning on advanced voice techniques for decision makers, very technical and sort of brainiac sounding title for this presentation, which actually went great. Um, But in the spirit, well, it was more in the government corporate space, which is kind of cool, right? So you're taking this content that we talk about all the time Mm -hmm. um, in a more spiritual way, I guess. Um, Yeah, we usually talk about this content in a more spiritual and I suppose, solopreneur type context. And -hmm. what I did was I took a lot of my experience and some of the stuff that Jane and I have talked about, and I reframed it into um, the language and framework for government and large organizational structures. Mm -hmm. And it went great. So I'm going to actually take some of the material from today and readapt it for today's conversation, which is about fierce serenity in our mental world. Mm -hmm. And meaning like the world in our heads and the multiple voices that we have going on in our heads. So Jane was like, Jen, I think you should uh, take the lead on this conversation. (laughs) I will ask a few questions. So that might be some of this today. However, I don't know. I think it's still going to be free flow. There's going to be some conversation here. And definitely. Yeah. I just think it's so fresh in your mind. So it is super fresh in my mind. And in the context of the fierce serenity piece, we still talk about this inner mentor and inner critic element. So when we offered fierce serenity the first time around, and we talked about the inner mentor and inner critic, there was, uh, I took people through a meditation. And that's a lot of what we do in the program is we have a topic and a piece of material and then we take it into the meditation space to explore it a bit more fully. Then we come back out. Visualization. Visualization. Yeah, we some come sort out. of guided immersive experience. Definitely. And then we look at some specific questions around that area of our lives. Um, what else? Yeah. So mindset is one of those things that can work for us and it can keep us stuck, keep us in a stumbling block position. It can be um, impede our progress. And even in the word mindset, you've set your mind to something. And it doesn't really allow any flexibility or expansion or growth. It is directional in the sense that when you set your mind to a goal, that is a very sort of masculine oriented language around setting your mind to something or setting your mind to a specific achievement. However, if you have a specific mindset about a topic or about something, then it doesn't leave space to breathe or space for that other elements of that topic to expand on. Mm -hmm. So this is a little bit of what we wanted to bring to the table today with 
sort of the mental state and fierce serenity. Um, the other thing we wanted to talk about was the inner critic and the inner mentor. And again, this is the meditation piece, but it's also so often I talked about, you know, driving the bus of our lives. And so often the inner critic is right there in the front seat beside us. And often the inner critic is driving the bus. Mm-hmm. You don't even realize the inner critic is driving the bus until you look around and go, where the hell am I? I didn't sign it's up for this. It's interesting that that's often our default. Like, why is that? Why yeah. is it by default? I'm, I'm curious about the... that too. Yeah. I'm I think sort of, some... yeah, offering that as a bit of a rhetorical question. But yeah. I'm sure there's research on it. I think yeah. I think part of it personally, without obviously having done any any um research into the into any of the science or brain science behind it, I bet you a part of it is evolutionary. And I was gonna say survival based. Survival right? based. Like you have to be on the lookout for threats. Yes. Um, from a yeah, evolutionary perspective, we would have been trained or our brains would have been quote unquote trained to be looking to do for that. threats and and we've evolved to a place where, you know, I, you, we've heard before that it's interesting how we live in probably the safest version of the world that we've ever lived in, mm-hmm. which is relatively speaking. kind of weird to say right now. Yeah, relatively mm-hmm. speaking, we're not out, you know, hiding from a saber-toothed tiger um, anymore type thing. But our brains have not caught up. Yes. To that. So anyways, this episode was not going to be about us trying to be <laughs> neuroscientists or not. Um, so we can put some more of those I'll, resources I'll, in the I'll show notes. back out of that path I just took us down. But it's all this good. is where my brain goes. I'm like, these big existential questions. Like, yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, um, it does leave room. So, But I think you're right. It also, it also makes me think of um, something we've talked, I think, a, a bit about here on before, but that you and I have talked a lot about and I've studied is these ideas of resonance fields. Mm-hmm. And when we get really stuck, you know, kind of what you're saying about mindset, if we're so locked into something, believing that something is one way and black or white, yep. we're then kind of stuck in this, on uh, this resonance and there's no room to move and, and even create, open up possibility for ourselves. Exactly. And that, sort of, I think ties into, yeah, this inner critic and inner mentor. Um, and you who's know, driving. who's driving the bus. Yeah. Um, and encouraging your inner mentor to be beside you in the front seat. So it's not that the inner mentor needs to drive the bus. You need to drive the bus of your life and your existence and your reality. And your inner mentor needs to be beside you being that navigator and let the inner mentor be the navigator not the inner critic. Because if the inner critic is a navigator, you're going to end up driving in circles. So the inner critic still needs to be with you because they still serve a purpose to bring your attention to Mm -hmm. risks and to bring your attention to possible roadblocks and workarounds that you need to come up with. But the inner critic can be in the back of the bus. Yeah. So it's not about never having that Uh inner critic or that negative, not well, I mean, there's negative self-talk, but that, yeah, that that critic, that little kind of voice, it, it's there for and serving a purpose, but it sounds to me like having awareness. Mm-hmm. It's that bringing it to consciousness and awareness more and more and more so that we actually can catch it and be like, oh, right, that's what that is. I don't need that right now. Yeah, recognizing. I think that single exercise in observing when your inner critic is driving the bus is mm-hmm. really powerful because. It can show up anywhere. It can show up in your 
morning routine as you make your cup of tea or your cup of coffee. And you might have this thought pattern going of, oh, you know, I really sucked at this thing yesterday. And why didn't I do better? And you beat yourself up. And all of a sudden you're like, wait, how did I get here? Oh, oh, I was on autopilot and the inner critic took over. And then you can back that up and you can observe and go, oh, no, you don't get to drive anymore. Back back to the back of the bus. Mm-hmm. Then you can, once you observe, then you can notice it and do something about it. Right. But yeah. if you can't see it, then how do you ever know? Okay. So if we back that just... up another step, mm-hmm. how, what are some ways to start to even see that? Because I think sometimes we become so tone deaf to it as well, right? That we don't even realize that we're the language we're speaking or how we're, um, how we're. I feel like a lot of it is tied to our emotional state. Mm. So our mental state is closely tied to our emotional state and what's happening mm-hmm. around us emotionally and our physical state. So the, like the first question I, I would ask of myself would be, A, did you have enough sleep? B, have, what have you been eating? And C, um, what's it? Food, sleep, social life. Have you had a social life or have you been head down? Connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you had that connection point? That would be like the physical thing I would be looking at. If those, if any of those three things or, you know, whatever's going on in your physical life, are you sick? You know, are you not feeling well for women, especially where are you in your hormonal cycle? Mm-hmm. Cause the hormones will also affect mm-hmm. um, your ability to manage that voice effectively. Yeah. That's been a game changer for me, actually. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that, um, Definitely where I can now pinpoint oftentimes when I'm in a certain point of my cycle and I just feel like I just notice the mental chatter, the like overall, like sometimes it's like dramatizing things and becoming bigger. And then, you know, I'll move through that stage and a couple of days later, I'm like, oh, okay. I actually don't feel nearly as charged about that or yep. the world's not ending or, you know, whatever the thing is. Yeah. It's so much of that is awareness of your physical body and your surroundings. I think it's Um, also important to, I think a lot of the times though, sometimes again, because we can't, it's really hard for us to sometimes see these patterns or the language. It's, it's really helpful to have somebody outside of you, whether that be a therapist, a coach, a friend who's really good at this, but it has to be somebody who's going to kind of call you or point these things out to you, not just support us in, Oh yeah. Like let's, you know, let's go down that path. And, oh, I feel the same way too. Like they can't kind of corroborate with you, but mm-hmm. um, I've really found that really helpful where it's like, okay, I'm hearing like in, you know, even just in your language that you're being really hard on yourself or, yeah. you know, you're being really critical. Um, you know, things like that have been really helpful for me to have it pointed out. And then I can be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I see that. And then I can start to catch it myself. So that would be, that's awesome. I've, I totally agree. And having that trusted person in your life, uh, whether they are a paid pro- a professional or a trusted friend or family member who can lovingly and with compassion point mm-hmm. out um, a thought pattern or a behavior pattern that is keeping you small or keeping you stuck. That, that is a really great step towards recognizing whether your inner critic is of uh, driving the bus or not. The inner mentor piece that you can sort of cultivate, your inner mentor needs you as much as you need them. So I think one of the helpful exercises I've ever done 
including obviously a meditation or visualization to meet my inner mentor is to have sort of journaled conversations with them, have Mm. a very simple question like, Hey, how's your day going? Oh, it's going good. You know, well, what do you, what do you need today? Oh, you know, and just writing out very simple five minutes of journaling. Well, what do you have to share with me today? Inner mentor? Well, I really like the way you did. It's a practice. It's going to feel awkward and clunky at first because we're not used to having a conversation with <laughs> in our heads, in our with heads, ourselves. with, with ourselves, with this, you know, um, and so it might be that you have a daily check-in with both the critic and the mentor and say, Hey critic, how's it going? I see that you're here. Um, acknowledge them cause they still want to be seen and recognized and say, you know, I'm not feeling like I'd like to hear from you today. So I'm going to ask you to be like right on the roof of the bus today. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to see you. And then maybe you talk to the inner mentor and say, hey, mentor, I would love to have you right beside me. And I really need some words of reassurance today. What have you got for me? Or I just need you beside me. That, that really, I don't know. That's just a way to use those inside voice inner mentor outer, uh, sorry, inner mentor, inner critic pieces to your benefit that can help ground in that fierce serenity that you're looking for. Because we don't have serenity if our critic is driving the bus. Yeah. And I think another exercise sometimes that I've done is just sort of that brain dump. So if there's something on my mind, Mm -hmm. just starting to brain dump everything that's going on and my feelings about it. Like it's making me feel this way or like, and just getting it all out and then going back and reading it. And it's, you can start to sort of see like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. This is my inner critic talking or, yep, you know, and starting to see like the language or maybe your inner mentor is talking too, you know, and starting to see the different, the different voices in our head. Exactly. Um, but yeah, when we're totally unconscious to it, then it's, it's totally controlling and we don't even realize it. Yep. So if you're listening to this and having this aha sudden realization that your inner critic has been driving the bus a little too frequently, this is your invitation to have a quick word with them and say, I'd like to drive for a while. I do not need your input or your, I need you to shut up. You can always ask them to shut up. And it's just say, I don't need you in my life as frequently as you have been. That's probably a good way of looking at it. Then in terms of your mental world and this fierce serenity space that Jane and I talk about, you know, sometimes our day-to-day activities can be so overwhelming mm-hmm. for a variety of reasons, physical, emotional, life, news, kids, you know, all the, all the, all the stuff that goes on in our day-to-day lives that that check-in might not even be feel accessible right now. So I think that the easiest thing to do in that space is to go is actually the acronym HALT, H-A-L-T. Am I hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, or all of the above, or some of the above? And breathe. Just take a breath. Yeah. Tending to those basic needs is one of the, like Mm -hmm. the core foundations for any kind of work that we do in this space, right? Breathing and coming back to your physical body. 
like having a place on your body that you can touch that is reassuring and grounding for you, I think is one of the best ways to come back to home in yourself. If things get um, feel overwhelming, or if your inner critic is overactive, and really excited to share lots of non not unhelpful things with you today, then come back to your body first and maybe like touch your leg or have your hand on your heart or have your hand on your belly so that you can just come back to you here now being present. I think that's a bit of a mindfulness piece as well. Mm -hmm. And then you can ask the question, am I hungry? Check in. Hey body, are you hungry? Hmm, nope. Okay. Hey body, do I, am I holding on to any anger or any other emotion that's keeping me tight or stuck? Yes, maybe. Well, first of all, is that anger yours or is it someone else's? Check in with that. Are you feeling lonely? And in other words, have you had supportive social interactions recently, whether in person or online? Have you picked up the phone and called a friend or has a friend called you? Or maybe that feels too difficult and you actually need some alone time with yourself. And then are you tired? Like we talked about with the physicality piece. Are you getting enough sleep? Are you getting enough water? That kind of thing. Um, yeah, finding that fierceness. Sometimes we just need to dig deep mm -hmm. to move through our day. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to have those moments. Um, and that is part of the fierceness, right? Absolutely. Like, like, I think when we talk about fierce serenity, the fear sometimes fierce is doing the, the hard thing that we know we just have to do and, and getting, getting to the other side of it. Yeah. And that and it's, takes mental grit. Yeah. I like that description, mental grit. And it's, it's also, obviously we've seen this so much over the past couple of years with the pandemic and with, you know, world events unfolding as they are, that mental grit is needed but it doesn't have to be your every day. Well, and I think, yes. And it shouldn't absolutely. be your it every day. It can't be your every day, right? No. Because I think that's where we, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, that's where we need that ebb and flow. And that's where it even feels like fierce serenity. I think that's a big part of what fierce serenity feels like to us is mm -hmm. that ebb and that flow. Because if we get stuck in, and I think a lot of us have experienced this, right? With everything that's being fired at us, mm -hmm. especially for the last two years, it has taken a lot of mental grit for us to stay above water and, and everyone has their own individual experiences of that. And, you know, one of the things that obviously you and I talk a lot about and know is it is finding those moments of serenity within that it is figuring out how do we yeah. tend to and take care of our mental world and our mental body when we are being rapidly fired at with all Bombarded. of these yeah. And, and mm -hmm. with a ton of fear. And it's also, that's like, it's so true. And it, it, the other piece of it is that you also have to create that space. Yes. It's, it's like, no one's going to give you that time except you. Mm -hmm. No one's going right. to give you that space. Which to is why we keep hearing turn off the news or exactly. do a social media detox or all those things. It's because that is a way of you putting up a boundary to protect mm -hmm. your mental your mental world. Yeah. yeah. So, 
So this is another, this is one, this is the second yeah. of the four pillars um, that we look right. at within this, uh, within our program. So the next couple of weeks are going to be going, just giving you a little bit of insight into the other two pillars that we touch on and kind of talking about them in our, um, in our course, we go a little bit further into uh, what they mean, some tools and tactics. But I think, again, one of the biggest areas is we actually try, we take participants in to an immersive experience around each right. of these different topics. Yeah. If you want to know more, First Serenity begins the week of May 15th. We would love to have you into this beautiful space, this container to explore these more fully and more deeply for yourself. It is a program that is designed to be a part of more than once. So if you would like to be a part of this Fierce Serenity round, we would love to have you. It is $900 for this six-week experience. And we, we have designed it so that you come out the other side with a definition, a clearer definition of what Fierce Serenity means for you. And we do that through exploring each of these energy bodies in your life and taking you down a path where you can look at them with more clarity. And the real, the real gold is in that discussion, in that magic, and in that immersive experience on those calls. We will put a link to the program into our show notes. Otherwise, you can find out more at wearejenandjane.com slash fierce-serenity. We got it. Fierce-serenity. So... Yeah, and obviously reach out to us if you have any questions. We are on the socials. Send us a DM on Instagram. And I think that calls it for the day. You know, take care of mm-hmm. your mental health. People say so easily, take care of your mental health. Well, how do you What do does that, that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. Means you recognizing that you need the space to do that, creating the space to do that, and checking in sinking. with what it is you actually need. Yeah. Do you need yeah. more socializing or do you need more alone time? And then give that to yourself. And give that to yourself. Yeah, because you deserve it. And you are totally worth having a mental state that is clear and works for you in every aspect of your life. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. All right, wrapping it up there. Have an awesome talk day, to everybody. Next week. We'll talk Bye. to you next week when we cover, wait, we're going to cover the emotional body. But wait. <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> We're going to talk about the emotional body. There's lots more correlation between the emotional and the mental body in terms of fierce serenity. So we'll catch you next week. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks for joining us for these conscious combos. If you're ready to dive deeper, head on over to wearejenandjane.com to continue the conversation. If you loved this episode, please take a moment to share it with your friends or your network and leave us a review by going to Apple Podcasts. Find us on Instagram at wearejenandjane and let us know what you enjoy and what you would like to see more of. We'd love to hear from you.